My name is Julie Kraft and I have bipolar 2 disorder. I'm Shaylee Hugendorn and I live with bipolar 2 disorder. I was diagnosed 10 years ago at the age of 36. I was told of my diagnosis and I remember being relieved but also terrified. I know um, the perceptions and the stigma that goes along with it. I started sharing my story about four or five years ago. I decided to come forward and start sharing. It's led to me meeting the most amazing people walking the same path. So we had talked about collaborating. My greatest hope is that others will hear our stories and feel less alone. We can offer insight and give the world a real life living example of what bipolar disorder can look like. This is bipolar. This is bipolar. Hello everybody, or should I say ho 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 hello. <laughs> we wanted to do um, a special episode just around Christmas to talk about some of the things. So rewind, I'm Shaylee Huggenorn, I'm a mama, I'm a teacher, I do events, and I am a mental health advocate that is just um, so passionate about sharing. Yes, and I'm Julie Kraft, also passionate about sharing, um, living in Vancouver, Canada. Mm -hmm. Shaylee is also in same area of the world and a mental health advocate. I'm an author, artist, also a wife and mom, and just passionate about sharing uh, my bipolar journey with the world. So one of the reasons that I wanted to jump on here is just to share, um, you know, some of our, how our diagnosis or our disorder has, um, how it's affected Christmas, like maybe talk about, uh, you know, does it make us manic? Does it make us this? What was it like pre-diagnosis? That kind of thing. Um, and so Julie, I'd love to start if you could tell us um, you know, how you usually feel. So let's start December 1st-ish. Tell me about how you're feeling. Tell me about what bipolar might bring up for you. Yes. So before I was diagnosed, hmm. Christmas, just all of December, even building up to December was just all this pressure. I think from, you know, culturally, we feel the pressure um, mm -hmm. to get perfect gifts, to decorate, you know, cookie exchanges. So I would just feel completely overwhelmed. And then, you know, throw in my husband's work Christmas party. I would, you know, start stressing about that. The minute one year's was over, I would spend the next year. What am I going to wear? Who am I going to talk to? So, so much social anxiety about that. Oftentimes it would come to Christmas day, which is also my husband's birthday. Oh. And I would either be completely mentally exhausted, or I would unintentionally or maybe intentionally sabotage the day you know wanting it to be perfect but waking up and just sort of crumbling from all that pressure so Christmas has not always been as merry um, and joyful um, you know as I would want yeah yeah, yeah. what was um, can you think of an example of something or that would give you the most anxiety at Christmas time Absolutely. So every year, my husband's work party, I would, you know, dread it leading up to it. And so thank goodness, you know, in the olden days, before I learned how to manage my stress and anxiety over that, you know, I would be uncomfortable, I would feel 
just silly and uneducated. Um, small talk has never been my thing. And then it would even depend, my stress levels would be determined by the venue. And so I have a few tips actually now that I've learned to help me cope. Yeah. First off, uh, right down to what I'm wearing. If I'm uncomfortable right out of the gate, that's going to give me added anxiety. So, you know, I do pick my most comfortable shoes. Um, I will pick being comfortable over being stylish. And so, you know, something as simple as that being super comfortable in what I'm wearing helps. Um, I also will do my research and I'll find out where is the party? What is the floor plan? Um, you know, is it buffet oh, or sit down dinner? I think oftentimes if I don't have my designated spot during a party, that will just add on and I'll just feel awkward. I think one party I spent the entire party backed into a corner because I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable walking in the wobbly heels I was wearing to find a different spot. Another party I didn't even eat one thing because a drink with a plate of hors d'oeuvres and it just was overwhelming. I also hit Google or read the newspaper before going just so I have a few of current event topics in my head that I can, um, you know, pull out of my hat if need be, and then to just relax. And oftentimes too, my husband, before we go in, we will sort of discuss how late do you want to stay? Yeah. What's the code word if you want to go? And so even knowing that I have that out helps me. And yeah. then um, I just know too, that as uncomfortable as I might be in the moments or days leading up, I, I know that if I give myself the option to not go, I'll regret it. Um, I don't want to put my husband in an awkward spot either. So I always feel like a rock star at the end of the night when I manage to go and face my fears. But those are a few little practical tips for anyone else out there who dreads those staff or work Christmas parties. And the other thing is, just to find out, um, you know, I've talked to so many people now and they're like, I feel the exact same way. You know, I can't stand them. Smallpox, not for me. So to sort of have in the back of my mind, the knowledge that I'm not the only one in the room that's probably crawling in their skin, it helps. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I learned a lot from that just because we are so opposite when it comes to that, right? The really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so for example, I don't feel like it is Christmas unless it's completely packed, right? Like I want my calendar. I don't want to miss my family, which I miss them during the time we go up to visit my parents every second year, but still I, it was loud and boisterous and there's a lot of us in our family. So I, my fear was that it would be quiet. Also, I didn't. Same, I wasn't good at being alone, so I would fill it with as many things as I could. Um, later on, I noticed the pressure, but uh, because that would be when I would come out of a dip and I would have a big um, hypomanic December, um, I had the energy for those kinds of things. It was ridiculous. I remember one year, even <laughs> post-medication, but I was able to pace, like I planned four big events and I went to, I used every party dress that I have. That's how many parties I went to. And well, if you know me, I hope I like party dresses. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, if it wasn't the, uh, full, then I wouldn't be okay. So it's interesting because I like wow. people to really understand. They think of like anxiety can come out in two ways. People think, oh, I would never know because a lot of it that is shown on TV or things like that is, um, worries and the overthinking looks very different for me overthinking is I you know uh, 
I have such big feelings about it. I need to make it big and grandiose. And if I, you know, if I don't, then I feel uncomfortable and I just, I don't know what to do with myself. So I can think of a couple things um, that where my bipolar came in really handy and where it did not. And um, I think I want to preface this with some of these things, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, I do that. But I think that um, when I tell you some of the intense things that I got into, um, what would happen is I would hyper-focus on that. And like, I'm not making dinner. Like I'm not, yes, I'm doing the bare minimum. Um, after I had kids, I had to slow down because they had needs. But when I, when I, we didn't have kids, like uh, completely consumed where the whole life went on pause, where I know people like, believe it or not, people can like fit these things in and like do normal life and like pace themselves. This is a concept that I'm still working on. Me like too. forever working on I'm like in or I'm like psh, out so anyways I remember one year I got obsessed with the fat I want to take that back this is something Julie and I talked about take I back. don't use that in my language and I actually don't want to cut it out because I want to show that I made that mistake and I want to bring it back yeah. I was very into um cooking and baking that year. If you know me, oh. I do not enjoy this. I hate this, but I had this idea that I was not a good wife and it, you know, everything this entire Christmas depended on how many treats that I could make and they needed to be good. And they couldn't just be simple. Like they had to be like, this was before Pinterest, but like I would have won. I would have won Pinterest, <laughs> but not without like our, my husband and I's relationship was like, not close and Christmassy because I'm like, don't talk to me. I'm so making cookies. Christmas loaf. I'm, you know, I'm making Nanaimo bars from scratch. I messed up twice. Oh. So I need to stay up till three. Like what part of this aren't you getting? Everything about Christmas depends on this. <laughs> ah, right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and yes, we had very much delicious, delicious treats. Um, but we may not have been talking to each other. So, you know, there's that. Um, I also get very into making things. So one year it's soaps, the next year it's candles. And I then, my love language is to give gifts. So I like have gifts for like the male person. Like I'm, I'm talking, I can't like, what if they don't have a gift? What if I'm the only person that ever like Shaylee, get over yourself. There's other people that give gifts, but I'm just like feeling and then I think that it, you know, um, feeling deeply really brings out beauty because I feel strongly looking for who's lonely, who's Aww. quiet, who's like, I'm, I'm looking for that because yeah. I don't want to feel like that and I don't want anybody else to. So I think being very, very intense about making things and putting my life on hold or whatever, fun for the people that get it not yeah. fun for the people in my house while I do such things but also a beautiful thing and I absolutely think that it yes it's linked to my personality but I think the deep feeling part um that's linked with my personality and bipolar all intertwined yeah. um allows me for deep deep empathy and compassion and I think that um I don't want to not have that and because I've felt 
the lowest of the low and the highest of the highs, I think that I can appreciate and understand. Um, I sometimes think that, you know, I get a little tense when I think of saying the gift of bipolar, but if I had to frame it like that, one of the things would be um, my empathy and my heart and um, how deeply I feel for other people because I can put myself in their shoes. If I hadn't ever felt that, I don't know if I would be that. I don't know if I could yeah. get on that level and be able to hold space for that much sorrow. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, yeah, so that's that. Um, also, I, you were talking about post um, diagnosis, some of the things, same with you, pacing. Yeah. Me prioritizing. Yeah. I very much, if you watched and still my process, which I used to think was wrong. No, it's just different, but it works for me. I don't work on all, like I'm working on a kajillion things at once, but yeah. So I need like deadlines. I also realistic deadlines. <laughs> I need realistic um, uh, ends of the projects because I'll get this idea, but then it branches off until it, they always get bigger. Yeah. And like, it can't just be a basic candle. It needs to be like the best smelling candle with something as soon as you melt it is inside the candle. It's like a second <laughs> gift. Like, come on, settle down, make the candle. Everybody yeah. will be loving that you made the candle. Um, and so, yeah, you can feel it in me, right? Like I, I can feel it, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think some tips that I would have, like, I, I also need to have a list of right now, late, you know, right now, like most important, then go down the line. And then also putting things like does not need to be done in December. <laughs> Another thing that falls into this that really made me try and fit all my creativity in and all the good times and bringing out super fun, happy, excited Shaylee as much as I could wasn't just to do with Christmas. It was I knew the very first week of January that I would barely want to get out of bed. So yeah. I wanted to make the very best of that time I had because I knew that I was in five months of darkness was coming up. And so... A lot of that, it didn't even have to do with Christmas. It had to do with that. And it just makes, like, I think that keeping so busy would yeah. distract me from the anxiety that I would be like, okay, there's only 14 more days of good times. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. And living like that all the time in that tense, I didn't want to be alone with those feelings. I didn't know how to deal with them. I didn't, like, it was such an intense fear and intense um helplessness to know that I, nothing I could do could stop it for years and years and years yeah so I think it's really important you had mentioned pacing yourself and I think for me too even now I know my limit I'm an extreme introvert mm -hmm. and um, even my daughter got married this past summer and even for that there were a few bridal showers that I actually had to opt out of because yeah. I knew I needed to save my energy for the wedding yeah. um, so the same goes for Christmas um, you know and so even if it's a cookie exchange or a party 
I now know that Christmas Eve and Christmas, those are the big days. And if I don't pace myself, um, I will be exhausted when those roll around. And also to remind myself to the real reason, you know, and you want Christmas just to be special and, you know, to be with the people you love. And so whether the turkey is perfect or not, whether the gifts are beautifully wrapped, one Christmas I was you know, just so into the look of the tree, I wanted all muted silver tones and my kids just were begging me to put out some red in the house. And I said, no, it will mess the mess up the calm vibe I want going. And I thought, oh my goodness, shake my head. You know, this is about the season. And I also, you made a great point too. Christmas is not all a bed of roses for a lot of people. For some people, it is a very difficult time. It's a very lonely time. And so I think it's beautiful that you have a space for that and are empathetic to anyone that might be going through that season. You know, maybe it's the first Christmas since someone, you know, has lost someone or their marriage has fallen apart. And so I think it's a good reminder for me too when I'm out bouncing around to Christmas music to realize that that is sometimes one of the toughest, um, you know, parts of the year for many people. Um, the other thing I've learned too for Christmas yeah. is um, I've got to get off social media. If I'm spending more time scrolling the Facebook feed Christmas morning than I am with my, you know, my husband and yeah. my kids, then I think there's a problem there too. <laughs> yeah, first. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. I, I want to talk about some a little bit about um, what you were talking about about it not being perfect and that just if I'm not doing this, I'm doing that. And I was thinking about the candle example or other things that I felt is not as important. Like, are they going to remember the candle or how I made them feel? Right, bingo. That is so important. And. And the other thing is some years I'm in a better place. Um, I have more energy, I've, I'm yeah. feeling more social. And so two years ago, I did something unheard of. I hosted a Christmas party, but I did it in a way that I could manage. So I kept the guest list small. Yeah. I had to let go of the worry of offending people. You know, I would just say, look, I'll get you next year. I'm gonna have another small party. I guess with a global pandemic we're in right now, it would have to be extra small. Yep. And then I am not a cook. I'm not good with food. So in the past, that would have stopped me from having a get together. But I just called up my mom and I said, mom, can you meet me at Costco? And can you help me out with the food? And so awesome. I learned where I needed help and asked for it, took help when it was offered, kept the guest list small, even simple things like that. Um, you know, helped me to throw a party. And I felt amazing after that. And, you know, even the day of, normally my husband and I would get, you know, into a fight, usually over expectations, but we actually managed to pull it off. We had a great time. And I love what you said. People will not remember whether, you know, the mashed potatoes were too lumpy or not. They will remember how you made them feel. And I think people these days are just so excited to be invited and included to an event. So they're just happy that they're there regardless of the way the food tastes or anything else. So another few little Christmas tips that I wanted to share. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. And I think, uh, you know, to me, I think that deep down doing all the things and I'm the same with the food, like finally when I realized I could just order the food or yeah. the idea, uh, you know, 
or I was having like a 20 person party for my kids with the princess theme all the way planned all the way down to the thing and then when it would become to make the cake I would almost lose it and then we realized my husband has a lot of patience for that kind of thing he made the best most intricate princess castle cake ever so to be able to pass that on right but I think I'm always trying to prove myself in that way for a long time just because you know the stigma of being crazy or being this or being that if I could do Christmas well then I could feel normal or if I could even do it a little bit better then you know what I mean like I think there was that underlying feeling too and just the same like uh everybody wants to feel like they belong right like if you're someone that it hasn't been invited to a party or isn't doing a lot of things or doesn't have something on a calendar or is going to be alone that does not define your worth it does not define your worth and also don't be afraid you'd be surprised don't be afraid to talk to people that are close to you and tell them what you need maybe you're alone and you what's the worst that could happen if someone says no could you ask them hey you know, I'm not doing much. Do you have any time in your schedule, you know, to go see lights with me or just yeah. go out for hot chocolate or something? Sometimes people assume that everybody else is as busy as them. Yeah. And I absolutely, you know, would be open to that. And if some, some people's capacity, if they can't, they can't. But I think sometimes we rob people of the opportunity um, of, of helping us or being there for us. Yeah. 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 And I think, um, yeah, I, I always joke cause I'm kind of someone that has to joke through hard times to get through them sometimes. Um, but one of my favorite memes or sayings or whatever, it's like, Oh, now it's time to switch from my regular anxiety to my Christmas anxiety. And, uh, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel that. And still to this day, I mean, only a few years ago, I decided what don't like, I don't even know what to cut out because I don't even know what I don't enjoy because I've done it all at Christmas. And I'm like, you know what? I am tired of sending out 75 cards because I can't decide and I don't want to leave anybody out. I addressing them and stamping them and not even knowing if we're getting them and they're probably going to end up in the recycling after maybe not. Yeah. yeah, Just And the stress over the Christmas family photo. Oh, I, (laughs) yes, my marriage almost ended a few times over that. So uh, just all of those things that I think we think we should be doing or we see on our social media feed. And, you know, it's also important to remember that not everything is as it's portrayed on social media. And so, yeah, whatever place you're in this year, and if it's more of a quieter year, and I think for all of us, Christmas is going to look so different. A lot of us are unable to travel to see family. Oh, it's emotional. Um, Some of us might even be in quarantine, Um, you know, or we might even, I know, you know, a dear friend abroad, they're going to be doing um, their Christmas over Zoom for the first time ever. And so, I think we all need to give each other just a group hug this Christmas season and wherever you're at, um, just know that from Shaley and I to you, we want to wish you just the most peaceful, um, you know, amazing holiday season and know that 
we are wishing you a very a very merry christmas or a happy christmas or no. happy hanukkah no. <laughs> whatever you celebrate this season <laughs> yeah and if it's not merry or shiny or happy or beautiful that is okay too yeah. that is that is okay too and i think one of the biggest things that i'm going to have to do is uh, adjust my expectations because yeah. i think I'm already a little bit worried um, because we're recording this ahead of time. I'm yeah. I'm worried because I know that um, my schedule is going to be pretty empty. So I'm trying to figure out how I can do creative things with my bubble people. I mean, I'm such an extrovert that I turned half my garage into <laughs> a, it, with my patio furniture and everything into like a garage party room so that I can oh. have like one or two people over with the garage door open even with parkas, like, I think we're, we're going to have to be creative, but ahead of time, I'm already trying to visualize and trying to come up with mantras and do you say mantra or mantra? I don't know, whatever I'll you take say, either way. <laughs> words that are supposed to be encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is going to be different and that's okay. It's not going to be like this forever. Yeah. Um, but I think new and creative ways. And also I'm going to try to get out of my head and think about, okay, um, what are the things, you know, that, what are the things that are most Im important and how can I make those happen in a different way instead of, yeah of all the things maybe I want to send cards this year because I got nothing to do exactly we'll see and it doesn't have to be the same and my girls are teenagers now and they don't own a single dress or dressy thing and if we, and we don't have pictures planned so if we have like a where they're wearing like their black hoodies yeah where they're at right now so yeah but I agree with Julie. We, yeah, we just want to wish you a Christmas. Yeah. And we just, you know, if just getting up and getting through it, we wish that for you. Yeah. Okay? There's no pressure to be anything, do anything. Um, just show up exactly yeah. where you are. And we're going to give you a Zoom group hug. Yay! <laughs> Or a podcast air hug. Yes, yes. <laughs> COVID style. Yeah, so uh, we, I think this episode really um, represents how we are about Christmas because I feel like we're all over the place, but we just wanted to show up and yep. have a space for you here. And we wanted to know you to maybe even see and experience a little bit of us and our minds. So this is Christmas edition. This is bipolar. This is bipolar. 